Hi there, dear friends. I'm Mo Sena, Moasir Sena, for the English Sub School podcast. Lesson 10. Can you believe it? Yes, lesson 10. For Friday. I said Friday. Thank God it's Friday and August is over. Can you believe it? Those dog days of the summer in both hemispheres. Because down here in Brazil, it's been quite hot. Even though it was supposed to be winter, but it's been quite hot as well. Talk about global warming. But September 1st, here in the southern hemisphere, we're looking forward to spring. So, further thought. That's today's lesson. Further thought. What new opportunities are going to have now we start a new month? Further thought. But first, shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the wonderful lessons we've been studying about relationships, about unity, unity with you, unity with the church, unity with one another in our family and relationships. Oh, Father, yes, we are still learning. We have, we have so much to learn about what re religion is. That is religion in relationships. Be with us as we study your word, as we review, we recap a little bit of what is studied this week. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, do you work today or do you take the Friday off? Do you work part-time or full day? Um, or it's just another day for you to prepare for the Sabbath? Yeah, uh, informally we call Friday the day of preparation because it's the day that we do the final trimmings and things to prepare for the Sabbath. But Uh, at least in our home, we start preparing for the Sabbath on Sunday. It's true, it's true. It's good advice. But anyway, further thought. Uh, we are encouraged to read the chapter, the chapter, two chapters, Responsibilities of Married Life, in the book Testimonies for the Church, Volume 7, and Mutual Obligations from the book The Adventist Home, pages 114-120, both by Ellen G. White. Go online. There is the site of whitestateorg.org, uh, whiteestateorg.org. You can find it there. There is an app that contains also uh, all Ellen White writings and books, and you can read it. Um, and I know some people don't have so much access and they prefer the paper book. I like it very much as well, or prefer the PDF file. So, There are resources for you to read these two chapters. Responsibilities of married life and mutual obligations. Now, Ellen G. White consistently urges marriage partners to turn away from efforts to control the other. The, from the book The Adventist Home, page 118, listen to what she wrote. Do not try to compel each other to yield to your wishes. You cannot do this and retain each other's love. Be kind patient and forbearing, considerate and courteous. Hmm. She comments directly on the interpretation and application of Colossians 3.18 and Ephesians 5.22-24. Listen to what she commented uh, from the Adventist Home, pages 115-116. Uh, quote, The question is often asked, Shall a wife have no will of her own? The Bible plainly states that the husband is the head of the family. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. If this injunction ended here, he might say that the position of the wife is not a nameable one. No, 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 no. Many husbands stop at the words, Wives, submit yourselves. 
<laughs> but we will read the conclusion of the same injunction, which is, as it is fit in the Lord. Colossians 3, 3.18. Mm -hmm. God requires that the wife shall keep the fear and glory of God ever before her. Entire submission is to be made only to the Lord Jesus Christ, who has purchased her as his own child by the infinite price of his life. There is one who stands higher than the husband to the wife. It is her Redeemer, and her submission to her husband is to be rendered as God has directed, as it is fit in the Lord. Close quote. Wow. Discussion questions. Imagine someone arguing that Ephesians 5.21.33 is an outmoded passage that no longer addresses Christian relationships since it enforces a model of marriage focused on the authority and domination of the husband. How would you respond? What elements from the passage itself would inform your response? Very good question. And what might Paul's counsel in Ephesians 5.21.33 have to offer to those who find themselves in challenging and difficult marriage relationships, yes? And some Christians argue that the creation story in Genesis 1 and 2 is a mere metaphor and that it doesn't come close to depicting what really happened, which was billions of years of evolution. What does Paul's use of the story teach us about how literally he took it? And final question. Dwell more on the theme of one flesh. How does this help us better understand the sanctity of marriage and why married couples must do everything possible to protect that sanctity? Very good points, very good points. Yes, but one thing that concerns me is that the church idolizes the ideal of marriage. And some people, they, for different reasons, are not marriage. Uh, are not married in the church. They are still single, they are divorced, they are widowed, they chose to be or they haven't found a partner, whatever, and they are and they are not to be excluded. You are not excluded, my friend. And the same ideas of relationship that they are showing about the couple, you can apply most of them to your relationships to other people. Except the idea of one flesh. That one I don't buy, okay? It's just husband and wife, all right? Keep it pure, keep it pure. As uh, our dear, uh, our most favorite uh, psychologist, uh, Belisario Marx uh, always says, nobody dies of starvation because of sex. So control your libidos. But fantastic lesson this week. But I still think that the author should include also those who, for whatever reason, are not married. The same thing about couples, that they don't have children and they are considered anathema. They are considered uh, cursed by the Lord because of that. No way, Jose. So, But, okay, focus more. This is lesson 10 for Friday, September 1st. I am Osir Sena and I thank you very much, my friends, for taking the time to study the lesson with us and to listen to our podcast. And remember, tomorrow is the Sabbath. Don't stay by yourself. Go together uh, to fellowship in your local church. It doesn't matter if it is a large one, a small congregation, but be a blessing and be blessed in fellowship. We have been created for relationships. And that's what sums up religion. Relationships. 
relationship with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and relationship with one another. May the Lord grant you a wonderful Sabbath day. Yes, whether you are as a family or you're by yourself, build a household of faith. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Greetings from André Isidoro, NASP, São Paulo, Brazil. It's a really pleasure to have you with us. You are listening to English Sabbath School Podcast. Information and transformation.